This is Eighth Day Encouragement, a recap of the Sunday service, offering hope and faith from the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. You can find us online at holytrinity-nyc.org. Many of us have watched and read with horror this week as Russia has invaded Ukraine. As we pray, as we express outrage, as we pressure our leaders, we also, I think, as Christians, need to remember that we follow the Prince of Peace. We follow Christ into the way of love and more love. The Collect of the Day prays that we may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into the likeness of Jesus, in his nonviolent witness to the way of love and peace, Jesus unleashed a new power in the world to reveal the meanness and smallness of violence and to overcome evil by love. In today's gospel, we hear how on the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses and Elijah appear beside Jesus. They represent their two great traditions— we have to say that Moses and Elijah still have their followers. I don't mean the Jews. What I mean is those who call themselves Christians, but the modern-day followers follow anything but Christ. Those who follow Moses insist on loving the letter of the law. The idea of the law becomes more important than the teachings and life of Jesus. So it's the law of God that takes on a life of itself and measures all people, finding most wanting. If you follow the law, the commandments, moral codes, accumulated tradition of authority, then you're right with God. Never mind about Jesus and his love. Elijah also has his followers, though some of them claim to be followers of Jesus, but they like the scene of Jesus overturning the tables in the temple, but they forget that Jesus did not resist going to the cross and dying so that he could rise again. On the transfiguration, Jesus complicates the role of law and prophecy as he embodies them and, and subsumes them in his love. And then he goes on again and again to show us what that love looks like in the real world. Jesus calls us to, to use love to face down evil. And there are many ways of doing this, but I think at least three things would be involved for us to allow for the transfiguration of ourselves into love. First, we need to be aware. Then we need to ask for God's intervention. And finally, we need to act in faith. To be aware is to be aware of whatever is in me that's rising to the surface in anger or resentment or fury or sadness over injustice or evil or the meanness I might see or feel. Without being aware, it'll remain stifled and God can't use it. First, I need to be aware and then ask for God's intervention, for God's help, for God's power. Pray for myself and pray for my transfiguration, but pray for the other, the one I might see as an enemy. Pray for the transfiguration of their hatred. Pray for the other person or people that they would be released from the evil that's got a hold of them. And third, act. Act in faith. Take some action. Channel the anger, the rage, the hurt. Participate politically. Give money. Do something for someone else. 
And if you don't know how to act or what to do, then take a long walk to clear your head. Go to the gym and then pray that God would move you to act more deeply. But whatever you do, don't sit still in your rage or it will simply turn inward and depress, deflate, and eat you up. The season of Lent begins this week with Ash Wednesday, and we'll have a lot of opportunities this season to reflect on what it means for us to bear our cross and to be changed into Christ's likeness. But a big part of that will involve our continuing to try to be people of peace. And little by little, as Bishop Robert Wright of Atlanta sometimes says, It's our calling to love the hell out of the world. May God help us to be a part of God's transfiguration of the world into the love of Christ. Let us pray. O God, who before the passion of your only begotten Son revealed his glory upon the holy mountain, grant to us that we, beholding by faith the light of his countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. At the 11 o'clock a.m. Holy Eucharist, the choir sang Benjamin Hutto's setting of Psalm 99, reminding us that no matter what the world might seem like, The Lord is king, let the people tremble.
You've been listening to Eighth Day Encouragement. The eighth day is a Monday after the seven days of the week, but the eighth day also stands as a new creation outside the pattern of the usual seven. And so the eighth day symbolizes resurrection, hope, and the possibilities for new life. I'm John Bedingfield, the priest and rector at the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. I hope you'll come and visit us in person one day, but you can also worship with us through Facebook Live, follow us on YouTube, and learn more at holytrinity-nyc.org. God bless you this week and always.